0: I don't say my favorite guest because it, it might offend other guests, but one of my favorite people, which translates pretty well <laughs> to favorite guest, Suzanne. And I think she's my favorite because of the people on our team, I probably get to see her the least. So every time we get to do a uh, a podcast together selfishly, I'm like, yay, I could hang out with Suzanne. And I guess if, if Clean Nation wants to attend, fine, so be it. Um and as is our custom, typically she will slack me. We're recording this on a Monday. So typically she'll slack me on a Sunday with, I've got some really good ideas. What do you think? And they're always great. And I never even try to do better. So um, and my favorite another thing. So that's my favorite part, which you probably don't care about. The reason you guys and gals are going to hear from Suzanne, um, she spends uh the bulk of her time with our elite clients. So she is absolutely on the kind of belief side and on the leadership side, on the entrepreneurial side. So I spend time with them on the tactical, which we do a lot of, but she spends time with them on the, Mike told them exactly what to do and how to do it, but somehow they're not doing it. And that's where the magic comes. So um, for all of you out there in Cleaning Nation, she's got the best touch on that. And the thing that our kind of group that we're working with now is running into is still seeing themselves as a cleaner, not as the owner. And that, as you can imagine, even if we tell you everything that an owner needs to do, but you still don't see yourself as an owner and you don't know what the owner, who the owner needs to be, you are going to struggle mightily. So at Suzanne's request, we're going to dive into that. Um, Yeah. With that said, I will hand it over to Suzanne and uh, comment slash crack wise as I see fit.
1: Hello, everyone. Ready to go. All right. So I'm going to use my tagline. My new tagline is, it's not about working harder. It's about thinking differently.
0: Mm. Okay. Everyone write that down. Because if you're like me, 92% of you, when she said, it's not about working harder, we went, I know it's about working smarter. And then we immediately dismissed the whole thing. But what Suzanne's, saying and not that working harder, working smart, not harder, isn't smart. It's just it's been done and we kind of all know that and we're the fat people that know we shouldn't eat sugar, but we're still eating sugar. So it's not about knowing that the, it's not about working harder. It's about thinking differently from my perspective, that's just next level. So I'm dying to hear that. I just, so if you you were planning on glossing over that, Suzanne, no, no, we're going to camp here for a minute. And and cleaning nation, if you were planning on glossing over that, no, 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 we're going to camp here for a minute. So let's dive into that. That sounds very profound.
1: Well, it's in everything we do, really. It's in everything that I'm going to talk about. And right now, I really wanted to talk about the CEO mindset. Because what do we have? Everyone out there, you've got a cleaning business, correct? So how did it first get started? You have the idea, I'm going to create a business. I know, I'm going to make it a cleaning business. Well, what do I need to do first? I need to get some clients. Okay, now I got to get to work. Before you know it, you're cleaning in the business. You've created a job, a really good job.
0: Well, just to be clear, I know what CEO means, but I think sometimes our, our listeners not may not mean cleaning every opportunity, right? Sorry? CEO, cleaning every opportunity. Is that, what, <laughs> is that not what that stands for? Because I'm confused. I've been in Cleaning Nation a while, and that's, that's what I thought we we're talking about. Is that not what you're talking about?
1: <laughs> uh, we're going to use the more standard term of chief executive officer. So, oh. you're the, let's talk about being the owner of your company.
0: So, not cleaning every okay. opportunity. We want to be cheap. Okay. Just that, that that's going to right. change a lot of my questions. So, go ahead.
1: <laughs> right. And, and besides, in, in your program, we're talking more about targeting, not just taking anybody, cleaning every opportunity. Right. So, let's <laughs> chuck that out the window and let's talk about the owner mindset. Okay, the CEO, um, we had one person on, on one of my calls and he says, yeah, but my wife is the boss. She's the CEO. I said, okay, you're the vice president, right? Take whatever position you want as owner of the company. And what happens is it's the mindset thing. I know I have to step back. I know I have to work on the company. How can I grow the company if I don't work on the company? But I'm busy working in it. It's my identity. It's what I do. The, if I'm not working with the cleaners, then they're going to think I'm, I'm above them. <laughs> it's, it's really the mindset that we start to have. So we will never succeed further than how we see ourselves. So to say this in a, a more writable, downable way, your success is based on how you see yourself.
0: I would tag on because I I would expand on that. So I don't know. I think that's a little simplistic. Your success is based on how you see yourself. I think that's a partial truth. I think a more complete truth would be without the right tools and systems, it doesn't matter how you see yourself, you're going to fail. With the perfect tools and systems, if you don't see yourself as a leader, entrepreneur, owner, it doesn't matter how good the systems you are. So I want to make sure we're not, you know, like, For those of you that are old like me, remember the secret where it's like, and I want to put words in their mouth because there's some wisdom in there, but a lot of us came away with, you just picture and envision this thing, you'll get it. And I think that's certainly a piece of the puzzle. Like to to say that that's not part of it would be insane. I agree. But I want to make sure that doesn't exclude hard work. It doesn't exclude systems. But, and I think we also look at where it might be well, the the mindset and my beliefs are what's really important and, you know, work and systems and tools aren't that. Or if I just work, this is a guy thing. If I just work harder and someone gives me the right systems, I don't really need to work on my mindset. But it's like saying well, if you've got to go right now, which is more important, the engine or the gas, it's like, well, it, there's, they're, 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 it's like a nuclear sub. You both have to turn your key. So it's not like one's more important. They're both crucial. So if you leave one out, if you've got the best systems and tools, but you believe at the end of the day, money's evil, people hate you or they love you as a cleaner, they can't see you as this, you can't see. If you're just going to let those take root, you are screwed. If you've got a perfect mindset, the good news is you'll probably go get the systems and tools that you need. So at least, so I guess if I had to pick one, it right. would be the mindset, but only because then you're going to seek out the tools as opposed, to sit in a puddle of your own tears and do nothing.
1: Well said. We do. We do need both arms, right? It's like in a cleaning business. You need employees and you need clients. There's <laughs> right. there's two sides to this. 100 percent correct. So part of your success will be how you see yourself. So, so how do it we,
0: doesn't How do we do ahead. that? How do we do that? Because the problem with what you were saying earlier, kind of I don't want to say the excuses. I think half-truths are a better way. And Suzanne's just quoting Cleaning Nation, so obviously she doesn't believe this, but my employees, I have to do everything I'd ask my employees to do. They'll, if they see me, if I'm not first in, last out, they're going to quit. My clients want me only. Um, I've got the magical brand of cleaning. I can't afford, here's the, the one that it really comes down to, the this now we get into identity and money beliefs, which are really, you get these wrong, whoo, As a business owner, you're stuck. Um I will make less, but you don't understand, Mike, I make more money when I clean. And we'll do this ridiculous example of I did a move in, move out or somewhere. I made 600 bucks on a Saturday Um, and maybe you did. And less than until we go, great, how many hours total did you work in, on, or around your business thinking about working on in the month of May? It's like 391. How much money did you take out? Not how much money came in the business. How much money actually came to you? And we'll say a bunch of BS, like, well, but I'm leaving my money in because I want to be, you know, I, we make it this poverty and not being able to pay our bills is this like noble thing. So all that to say, how do we deal with that? Ha- so again, a, if I just told, if we just told Clean Nation a lie, they'd get it. You're dumb and you have no capacity and there's no, there's no opportunity for you in the cleaning business because you're too dumb. They would immediately out of hand go, no, you're wrong. That's not the truth at all. Like they would see that lie for the dirty lie it is immediately. But if we wrap it in half truth, you make more when you clean. You've got a special clean because that's that's the nice version of it. The dirty version that's probably more true is you're only valuable to clean your head's not worth anything dummy just your hands and your back that's what you bring that's the value you bring to this earth and we don't say it but that is wrapped in this pretty language of i make 600 bucks when i clean what we're really saying is you big dummy you 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 weren't worth nothing you don't know how to do nothing just shut up and use your back and your hands until they break and then and that's and when i say it like that we're like oh i would never believe that but when we kind of wrap it in that half truth of well 600 bucks or you know i'm the you know we put a spin on it but i'm special my people love me and Keep believing that. I talk to people that are women, typically breaks my heart that are 60 years old. And they're like, I've had clients for 30 years and I raised, I watched their kids raise. They watch my kids raise and I thought they'd love me. And now that I can't do it anymore, they're throwing me out on my ass. So, sorry, I get passionate because I hear what this sounds like. And I'm like, it's so freaking insidious. So how do we root out the whole thing? Not just the superficial well, your cleaning isn't special. Anyone can clean like that. That's the superficial stuff. How do we really root out the bottom of it of my beliefs about myself and about money?
1: Right. Identity is the key. And it starts with awareness. Okay. Number one, awareness. And it doesn't really matter where you are in your business. Every time you want to grow, maybe you're already out of cleaning and you go, "Ah, this is a no brainer. But the next time you want to grow, you want to increase your business. You have to, again, check your mindset. So let's look at characteristics in general of the owner of the company, the CEO. So the first thing I'd like everyone to do is think about how would you describe in your mind, someone who oversees an entire company, what do you feel their main characteristics are? And let's use an example. Everybody has a Starbucks somewhere near them, okay? The CEO of Starbucks, if somebody in one of the locations, if the barista doesn't show up, he does not run in to make the coffee. He probably doesn't even know how to make the coffee.
0: He probably doesn't even know the barista didn't show up or the manager, the manager, the manager, how they handled it.
1: In the big picture, eventually, he may call someone in and say, hey, we need more staff. We need employee training. We need something. But he's not the one running in to fix the problem. So let's, you know, normally I would open this up to a forum, but hey, it's just you and I.
0: I'll let's, be your forum. I'm here. <laughs> let's,
1: let's let's throw some things out. Do you think a CEO needs to be confident? Right? What are other words? Decisive?
0: thinking because that's a really good question and it's easy just to go smart strategic systems like there's there's but i'm trying to think really at the core and
1: Mike, i'll tell you one of yours decisiveness okay and that's that is something that people look at you they notice and they see it's one of the characteristics that you embody and they say that a lot. To be successful, you need to be decisive, quick to make the decision, slow to make a change.
0: You remind me of uh, we had our son's seventh birthday last last <laughs> yesterday, and we had two extra game cards because we bought one for all the kids that came. And we had two extra, so I said to a group of seven-year-olds, "Hey, I'm going to give these out. Whoever can give the best story about Christian can get it, Uh, gets this one of these game cards," and. All the kids raise their hand. I'd be like, okay, Susie, what do you got? And they they get scared because everyone's looking at them and go, I don't know, I forgot. So I finally we got one kid who said, um, well, we had two, because I had two one said Christian's really good at Minecraft. And I said, Good, we'll take that as a story. You're seven, done. Here's your card. The other, the other kid saw, like, oh, it's kind of easy. I don't need to, I don't need to really get, you know, that. So he started well, Christian's really, really, really I think he started the really's before he had a, a finish to the story. So he got about nine really's in and said, Cool. And Christian went, "Yeah, that's right. I am cool." Like so. So when you said, "You know, one of the things Mike says about you is decisive." I feel like I feel like a little seven-year-old. I agree. I'm really, I'm really fantastic. Let's let's dive into that, Suzanne. So sorry about that. It and just was so perfect. The,
1: by the way, this is different than core values.
0: Yeah, no. One of okay, my core values so. is. Yeah, let me. That's so important. So our core values: have fun, make money, be real, help out. When I was seven, I believed in those things. Um, the decisiveness, and I want to encourage some of you guys who are like, well, I'm not decisive. Yeah, nor was seven-year-old Mike, nor was 17-year-old Mike. I, I still remember reading a book with the research on, just like Suzanne said, the successful people make decisions more quickly. They're more they're, they're more slow to change them. And if they don't get the outcome that they want from a decision, they fix it by making another decision. So I want to encourage you, your core values, for me, have fun, make money, be real help out, you're really not going to change. And I wouldn't try and change. Those are the rules that you play by. And Suzanne might have a different set of core values than I, and I might different than you and we can all be successful. There's not a right or wrong set of core value. I mean, there is some wrong ones, but, um, most of us don't have murderous rage as, you know, as a core value. So <laughs> <laughs> Suzanne laughed because she's actually evil and she's like, Oh damn it. He got me. That is one of my core values. <laughs> if anyone could see Suzanne, by the way, you could think of a million adjectives and neither murderous nor rage would, would crack the top million. Um, but, the characteristics I like because those are things that we can develop. So there is no excuse. You might go, I, I'm not into having fun. That's okay. We are. Maybe we wouldn't be a good fit to work together, be close friends, but I can be successful and you can be successful and it's fine. Like Steve Jobs would not characterize. I don't think many of his people would characterize him as having fun is a big core value. And there's other people they did and it's fine. So decisiveness for sure. But I want to get, I want to stay on the end identity because I think we can get the traits. And I think decisiveness is probably top five in terms of traits for a a successful CEO. But I think if we don't have the identity, we can never adopt the traits. So by the way, another one would be coachability. I can change. I wasn't decisive. I've been told I need to be decisive. I will become decisive. That's coachable. I'm not coachable. I want to do it my own way. I'm going to have my millionaire mind. I'm going to let the adults in the room do the thinking and go, hey, this is doing it the way I want to do. it. got me this. I don't want that. I'm going to do it. I'm going to find someone that is getting what I want and do that way. So these are all doable. But identity, that's a little less malleable. I think it's easier for me to go from indecisive to decisive than from seeing myself as invaluable or of low value to of high value.
1: Well, the qualities are our way to create our new identity. The characteristics, the characteristics that we choose to embody. So first, make the big list. Think about the the CEO, the president, the owner of Amazon, of Microsoft, of Apple, and think about, hmm, how did they probably walk around and think and treat their employees? Create a big macro list. Then I would suggest that we each pick three of those characteristics that we say, This is how I choose Mm. to be seen. This is how I'm going to choose to grow my business. Pick three. And from there, we would say, which of those do I already embody? And which of those do I need to work on to become more confident, to become more decisive, to become more, what are some of the other words?
0: So I've got some, but you blew my mind and I want to make sure everyone heard it. And the ones that did hear it, I want to acknowledge it because they're going to be going, pulling their head out. So I thought erroneously, because as soon as you said, I'm like, gosh, that makes so much sense, Suzanne. I thought first I had to change my identity because I do think the atten- the identity is at the core. So I'm like, I want to change the foundational thing first, then I can have the characteristics. And you turn that right on its head and said, no, get the characteristics. And you can use that as a pathway to change the identity. So I want to be really clear. I would have just beat myself up, like think more that you're better, that you're whatever. And that That's why I wanted to ask you because I'm like, that seems like a fool's errand. And you're like, well, start being the things that those people are that you can change. And then you'll get that. That is just genius. So everyone take that away. And if you're like, what the heck is he talking about? Rewind six minutes and play until you're like, that makes sense. So changing your characteristics, which are malleable. I can decide to be decisive. I can decide to be coachable um, and letting that be the pathway to your identity. And that's how you change your identity. Super doable. Sitting at home going, be smarter, be a leader, be be an entrepreneur, be a winner. I think that's just going to be a fool's errand and beat yourself up. That said, you'd ask, what are some traits? I've thought this through quite a bit. And from my perspective of for the last seven years, exclusively coaching owners of cleaning companies, we spend hundreds, thousands of hours sifting and sorting who we want to work with Um, because if we take the wrong person and we try and get them to beat them, cajole them, love them. I hold them accountable, give them every tool they want. And they're not the right person. We, we know we can't do that. So as opposed to God forbid taking someone's money that we can't help and wasting our time that we can't help and wasting their time, just wasting everybody's time and money. We'd rather just find the people that we know we can help. So I want to give you that. And by the way, when I started, these were wildly different than what it is now. So I thought it was intelligence, ability to sell charisma, education, money, Um, past success, friends, network of people they could count. There's all these things I I thought were what it took. And it is, I couldn't have been more wrong. I just couldn't like, we've had people that had all those fail and people that had none of them rocket. So make your list like Suzanne said, but my experience having done this thousands of times is we've already talked about decisive. We've already talked about uh, coachable, right? So that and I love the decisiveness because it's a muscle, right? There's maybe some people are born with muscle and some people aren't, but 100% of us can go to the gym and build muscle. Period end of sentence. Coachability same way. And what su- what separates the leaders from the or the successful from the unsuccessful is the unsuccessful the successful go if that's what I need to be, I'll be that. And the unsuccessful go well, I'm not that therefore I can't be successful. Both are true. You just get to pick the one that's going to get you to your goal. The last one after decisive and coachable I would say is committed. And actually I would put decisive and committed together um, because if you are committed, you'll become decisive, right? If I'm all in committed to, to marry my wife, I'm not going to think about it. I'm in. And so I think the committed and decisive are, are brothers and sisters. It's really hard to be one without the other. Coachable is its own thing. And then resourceful would be the last thing. Um, a lot of our clients have core values of never give up or get figured out or get it done or do it until it's done or something like that. That is a core value. I don't know that you can develop that if you don't have it, but being resourceful, you can, if I had more employees, then I could be rich. Well, the resource will figure out how to get more employees. If I had money, then I could afford training, equipment, get out of debt, whatever. Basically they're going to the fire going, you give me heat and I will put in wood and the fire is going, you got to give me the wood and then I will create heat. So the list I would use would be decisive and committed. And again, those go hand-in-hand, coachable and resourceful. I'll figure it out. I don't have money. I'll get money. I don't have connections. I'll get connections. I don't have X. I'll get Y. Even our clients that we don't take them unless we're wildly under the belief that they're decisive, committed, coachable, and resourceful. They'll still say stuff like, you gave me, you told me to use Indeed and Indeed sucks. Well, did you call Indeed? No. Okay. Well, you got to, you know, even then we, we do everything we can to give them all the support that they need. But at the end of the day, some of the support is... What did did Google say when you asked? Well, I don't know. I didn't Google. Well, come on now. At some some point, this is your business. You got to like get get in the saddle and go. All right. Um, I've talked too long. Back to to Suzanne. But those are the three. Those are what I'd use. Decisive, committed, coachable, resourceful.
1: Okay. Perfect. It's the choice to sum this all up. How do you use it? Okay. Mm -hmm. Make those I am statements. I am decisive. I am committed. I am coachable. Say them, repeat them to yourselves, post them on the board so that you can see them all the time. Before you go out the door, before you deal with a client, before you work with an employee, repeat those things. How do I want to embody those things? Think about from that position, what's my vision for the company? From that position, what am I wearing? How do I present myself? It's the total picture right? Some of those you have, you go, oh, I've got that. Some of those you say, I need to work on that. But when you focus on it, you'll work on it. All of a sudden, you are presenting yourself to the world in this way. And people are starting to notice and changes are starting to happen. And before you know it, you say, wait a minute, I am working on my business.
0: I love that. If you start just doing the characteristics a leader would be, you can't help but start to be the leader that you want to be. And if you're like the leader I envision, I think would be successful has these characteristics. Well, I have to do is do those characteristics or act in those characteristics. And I'll be that leader. And I'll give you a couple, what Suzanne said is spot on in terms of just immersing yourself with it visually audibly in your own voice. Um, I would stack on that with giving yourself small, very winnable games to play. So when I work with folks that I don't think are decisive and and are coachable and want to build that skill, the first thing I might ask him to do, and I've done this for years and it's been a 2% blessing in my life, but you do that over 10 years, it starts to add up. Um, When I go to a restaurant, I give myself 30 seconds to look at the menu and I put it down. So it's just a small decision, right? I'm deciding to be decisive. And I, because I'm, you know, an egotistic jerk. Well, the rest of the people are like, what are you going to have? I don't know. What do you, why well, I had this before? And it wasn't very good. And they're wasting six and a half minutes of their life. And I'm 18 seconds in. I'm like, I'm doing the prime rib. I was doing it for the last three minutes. Y'all sort this thing out. I'm going to enjoy my life. Boom. Um, boom. <laughs> and it sounds silly, but you'd be shocked. Hey, you make a small decision. You flex that muscle in a very small way like that. You get a bigger decision and you've, you, you'd you be shocked at how a completely unrelated business decision, you start making that muscle work in one area of your life, it works in others. And the same works with being coachable. Like I'm gonna call one person that maybe I don't respect in a lot of areas of life, but has got one thing down better than me. And I'm just gonna ask them to do one small thing. And no matter how dumb it is, as long as it's not illegal or ethical, more I'm just gonna do it. And the goal isn't to get better at that thing. Again, the goal, it's a bonus that I save six minutes of everyone else fooling around a restaurant. The goal, the, the building of the muscle was the goal. So if you call someone about how to gain weight, be a better spouse, be a better parent, whatever the thing is, you just try it. You've just become more coachable. Whether that thing gives a massive result or a tiny result or no result, you are for sure more coachable. And then you can start, and that's why I want you to be by, it's easy to listen to Suzanne and myself, but go, they're smart. They know it. find someone that you don't, that you respect in one area of their life, but you're like, oh, I wouldn't, t-. maybe you've got a 14 year old kid that's knows how to work, you know, knows about TikTok and you're completely ignorant. Maybe you don't even care about TikTok. But A, hey, it's a great opportunity to spend time with your kid. It's a great way to be coachable. If you, that's an opportunity that you may not see. And once you start seeing that coachability and how like that felt good, you'll start seeing it in other places. All right, Suzanne, that's all I have to say. Anything to add before we, we call it?
1: It's not about trying harder. It's about thinking differently.
0: Couldn't say it better if I tried. Don't try harder. Think differently. Uh, Grow My Cleaning Company. If you want more help thinking differently and growing as a leader, growing as an entrepreneur, com. Check out the uh, on-demand training. It's the five shifts you need to build a million dollar business. It's totally free. It's a great place to start. www.growmycleaningcompany.com. See you there. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job.